Welcome to the Mystic Minds Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Third Eye Creations Candles and Apothecary for all your magical needs. Visit them at www.fromthirdeye.com. Carry on. Um, let me preface with this. Uh, I would say it was probably the first four or five years of my spiritual journey that I focused on what was being taught to me by mentors, uh, what I was reading, what I was witnessing, um, once I got comfortable with stuff like that, I, I laugh all the time when I think about this. I hit a moment where I realized I got to the end of the introductory manual, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and for me, that took me onto a path of kind of like off-roading. And what I mean by that is that around year four or five, I feel as though is when I really started focusing on how I did stuff Um, and building those relationships. And that's something I say all the time. It's about building a relationship with this, building a relationship with crystals, building a relationship with divination how you've built your relationship with Reiki. And this is not something that's in a book. Nope. This is not that's handed I use the word down language from your elders. Instead of relationship, but I same exact, 100% we agree on this, guys. Absolutely. Um, you learn a little bit and then, then you learn it all afterwards. It's like you get the foundation, the, the basics to keep you out of trouble, guide you. And then mm-hmm. go and further develop your relationship, your language with them. You learn so much. And my God, journal it. Journal it, journal it, journal it. Because reason, it will start to make a map for you. Go ahead, sir. The reason why I bring that up is, again, my perception, interesting perception. I feel as though many people end up stagnating because they get so entrapped in the written word and what's been published. We recently had a conversation about this too. Uh, That's not why I'm bringing it up. It's more about, I think that we've forgotten that every source material that is out there is based off of someone's experience. Yeah. And at some point in our spiritual journey, we have to step away from how someone else spiritualizes and discover who we are as spiritualists, who we are as creators, who we are as magicians and witches and healers and and all of that jazz. Um, I find that there are two types that I see a lot um, as I'm teaching. Those that come from an analytical perspective, which I totally get, and I'm blessed to be able to have seen both sides, and those that just kind of go with it. I've noticed a trend in those with the analytical side really want the books, they want the structure, they want that, and to untrain them takes a hot minute. We have to work on them letting go and going and experimenting, whereas there's others that are like, 
let's go take that ride. Let's do the thing. So right. it seems to be some sort of trend there with the way the mind, you know, organically thinks in letting go of aspects and just experimenting. And it's, you know, not second guessing yourself on everything and just give it a try. See what happens. You could invent something me, new. Don't get me wrong. We need our spiritual historians. We need those people who are going to keep up. Those, those origins, those those traditions. Um, you know, I have several friends who they have read so much and they have so much knowledge. And that's great. It's it's needed. It's not what I am passionate about. I am all about that organic creation. It's like, give me something and let me see what I can create with it. Yeah. Um, that also takes us uh, kind of stepping out of ego as well, which not to like pick on you, but you've quite recently have unlocked like your relationship with Tarot specifically, you were finally able to step out of what something's meant to, to mean and yeah. you've started embracing what it means to you. Yeah. And when that happens, the world just expands. And that's what I'm passionate about. <laughs> yeah, it's like a light switch goes off in the in my brain to connect over, oh, this is just like all the other stuff you're doing. Why are you making it so foreign or or separate from those things? And it just, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a weird light switch. And I have to say it's more prevalent in those that have kind of an analytical hang up <laughs> coming from that. And it's just the, the years of training in certain ways, you know, it's it's hard to undo all that. Um, and that's not an excuse. It's a perspective and, and also hopefully encouragement for those that do have that kind of brain. You can get to this space to where you really interact organically and with full trust with the universe. You can get there. It's going to take a little undoing and some, some radical risk taking that's not written down. And, you know, I put and risk in like air quotes. We have to remember and respect that are, there are specific traditions, um, high magic, mm -hmm. alchemy, yeah. um, Jewry that are specific to traditional practice. And, and I it's do very, very, well. it's very important. And like with alchemy that you're dealing specifically with recipes. Mm -hmm. um but when it comes to the broader aspect of spirituality magic mysticism and witchcraft i think there is a place for those with the analytical mind and there are definitely specific um uh branches from the spiritual tree that will strongly resonate there um and then you have the nomads and, and, and the more chaotic people like myself, <laughs> who's like, 
let's throw this in and see what happens. <laughs> but it's a balance, right? We have yeah. to bring ourselves closer to balance in each area. And, and that's, again, this whole life lesson of everything. So yeah. someone had said years ago, and it just kind of stuck with me. Why am I going to purchase and read someone else's grimoire when I should be creating my own? The only and thing that I have to speak to that is I'm big on getting the foundations of protection before you go wild west. So right. if there are some foundations in there saying, I really wouldn't recommend you doing this without this, then I'd like to know that ahead of time, then go wild. But that's just me to be able to set some foundation, then go for it. If you are going to use bronzite for magical protection against hexes, curses, and ill will, it is best to pair that up with tourmaline to ground the energy instead of it becoming a tennis match of bouncing energy back and forth. Yes, no, absolutely. See, there is a little mix of both, though. I don't mean heavily structured, you know, step by step in, yeah. in my beliefs, but just like paint by numbers, metaphysical. What? Paint by numbers, metaphysical. Yeah. Oh, God. Is that it on Amazon? Is that a thing? McWickens. No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, it's funny. Um, but yeah, just having the foundation. And I've always been about that. Whenever you hop into a different modality, at least learn the foundation and then explore. Right. But that's just me being, you know, because I tell you guys, I've made some mistakes in the beginning when I was experimenting. Robot. And, you know, I did have experience with the angels, which I'm blessed for because I was able to get whatever it was out of the room very fast. Black shadowy thing, you know, and I didn't. I wasn't really practicing my foundations and protections at the time. It's in the beginning. I was just wild west in it and scared the bejesus out of me. So maybe that's me just saying you don't want to deal with that. So just, you know, have some way to get yourself protected while you go wild west. Right. You know, I know I'm the mothery one here trying to protect. No, you're good. Um, trust me, it's. I will always laugh, sorry guys, I will always laugh at those who like try to debate with me when it comes to the relationship between grounding and psychic development. They're like, well, isn't it going to like hinder or prevent your development? I'm like, no, it is going to no. assist it so that you are more successful in your psychic development. You guys because there are people that are just, especially air signs who are just so resistant to the idea of grounding. I'm like, okay, that's why so you're a hot mess. In the beginning. In the I beginning. Enjoyed, in the beginning, I enjoyed, and this is comes to some other neat yin yang thing about us. I really enjoyed crystals, amplifying stones. I wanted to get out there and go. And he liked stones rocks, tourmaline, as opposed to my smoky quartz, you know, more grounding things. And even when we were talking uh, a year ago about sound therapy and how you had such a bad reaction to one of the, because um, I make custom um, sound therapy tracks for folks, but, and, and this was more of an alpha theta and he really was like, ah, nope, nothing. And then we realized that most of what he enjoys is more of the beta relaxing sort of, you know, delta Absolutely. sort of lower stuff um and that matched perfectly with his style in the grounding but yeah in the beginning i wanted to go out 
and he was really big on grounding. And then I ended up, honestly, when I got more into Reiki and understanding yin yang and bringing heaven to earth and qigong moves and, you know, the strength of this vibrating energy string that you become when you can reach out to both and lock in. I mean, that's the ultimate right there. So to have the balance and really taking it serious to ground. I think there's something important here too. Like if you want to play into astrology um, and I can tell you specifically, hold on two seconds. Let me go into my drawer of everything. He's got got people that can't see. Um, So I have, I'm just checking. So I'm not going to lie. Um, I have two, two areas. Well, my Saturn is in Virgo and then my North node is in Virgo. That's it. I have little to no earth in my chart. It is mostly fire and water. And so I think that's why grounding was so important for me. Plus, rewind back 12 years ago, I was a tornado of emotion and a tornado of energy. It was just (laughs) wild. And my mentors are like, we need to get your ass grounded. Yeah. Cause we both naturally channeled a lot. Like it is no doubt that we were divinely supposed to be doing this because organically without us even understanding what we're doing, we could generate a lot of energy. So that's also why they, for Colby's sake, they wanted to ground him for me. I like, really embrace the angels because the stuff that was going on, I got a little nervous, you know, like that black shadow person that, that was no, that was probably the spookiest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, and I didn't want that at all going on in my energy. And I knew that with the, the amount of energy we were waking up, that could very well happen. You know, you become some somewhat of a, a vortex or a portal or something, if you don't know what you're doing sort of thing. So ground grounding is a discipline. And because of the relationship I built with grounding, with shielding my connection to earth um, is the reason why I was then able, I mean, there are times when I will sit 14, 15 people in a day. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, and I mean, there's people who like after two readings are done. Um, thankfully, I don't have to do that anymore. The, those psychic fairs where everyone's coming in for that 50% off. Um, but now I also feel as though the quality of my readings ha- has expanded even further. My accuracy because I'm in my own space now, you know, 90% of what I do is done virtually at home in my space. And you can control the energy. Yeah. I have 
this beautiful, majestic grid of crystals in front of me right now. Mm -hmm. Everything is tuned in to being able to perform the task more successfully. And it does and matter, guys, when, when you get into doing this. Um, and this was something one of my original mentors was so big on, and I wasn't totally sure why it mattered as much as the emphasis was put. But now I get it being a you know seasoned practitioner how it is so much easier and so much better if you can control the energy in the room yes. and it's set to, all right, I like to say the set to the station that yep. works for you, like a radio. It's set right for you because there's nothing like having to hop into a quick space that someone else was using. And I will say, I, I loved my time with Enchanted, but if someone else was using the room before there was different energy and it wasn't bad. It was just different than what I needed to work with. So I had to put yeah. extra energy into adjusting it real quick mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so, but even at home setting up, and this was something else mentioned on here, um, sacred space at home and setting up a little altar space, or, you know, if, if sometimes your family environment isn't conducive to setting up an altar, maybe they don't all understand what you're doing. So you discreetly set up little spaces or have a favorite sitting chair um, that you go to when you want to meditate, but build the energy around that for you because it will benefit you a million times over if you can have consistent energy. It's good energy. It's your energy. You know, it makes it much easier in life. Um, creating energy in the home, creating sacred space in the home is something that has always been important to me and was hard um, to accomplish when you share space with others and yeah. you don't have a space that is 100% devoted just to you. Mm -hmm. And so I know that struggle out there, but in living on, on my own, um, my entire home it's sacred space. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because of my magical workings, there is sacred space in the bedroom. Yeah. Um, and of course, here in the office is sacred space. This is what it is used for. Um, but I can't necessarily say that this is the highest concentration of sacred space because my living room is where I receive people, guests, mm -hmm. friends, family. And it is extremely important to me that I create a space that is comfortable. Yes. And I mean, the great majority of people who, who come to my home always remark on how chill the environment is yeah and you know you um, have selected crystals grids different um absolutely. spiritual aspects to invite that relaxed energy because sometimes people come over and they're having a hard time so yeah. they know you know this and i'll stage the booties this... down before they walk into the house i have <laughs> yes. done that i have done that i'm like we are step back outside and stage you yeah. i learned that from miss Lori new love there was one time I walked over there, I was in conflict and she met me at the door with a burning piece of sage. And she's like, 
Mm -mm. No, let's clear <laughs> this before you come in. And, yeah. and I understand that. I understand that importance. Um, but also things to take into consideration. And Jamie, you do this too, even if it's just me coming over. Um, sacred space is also created by the music that you choose. Yes. I'm big and on the music. Not and sound. just the magical candles, but the aromatic of the home. Yeah. When I'm receiving guests, I have got scents creating throughout the home and, and what energy is at the back of the home in the bathroom and bedrooms is different from what's in the living room. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it people works. may not may not think about that you know, just right off the bat, but you know, different smells, we'll get a little biology here, different different smells that come in trigger different chemicals. Mm -hmm. And depending on the smell, if it's a a we can go with the fact in my studio, I have the same smells, the same music every time when they walk in forever. And it's like a trigger of their relaxation because they know they were in a safe space without any words being said. It just something happens in their body. So likewise, you can do these sort of things at home if you have certain incense, certain smells, candles to invite an energy into that space. Like in the beginning, I would burn a certain incense with a candle when I wanted to do ritual stuff, you know, and that became the go-to in, in, you know, being with my language with the guides and, and stuff, they knew that's what my, it was all part of this puzzle, but also setting the energy of guests or for yourself, just switching mm -hmm. up that energy if it's funky and you yeah. need a different, but there's all these levels. It's not just a crystal smell. That's a very important part. Thanks for bringing that up. I haven't ever talked about that, but that's a really big thing because it sets off chemicals in your body yep. to relax you or stimulate you. It can go either way. Um, I mean, I get to the point too, specifically talking about smell. Um, if I know that I'm going to have a guest, if I'm having someone coming over to hang out, to visit, whatever. Um, the day before, I will change out all of my wax melts. And I will do a burn that night. So that when I have the guest over the next day, it's on the second burn, which tends to be the most perfect amount of fragrance. So guys, he takes a lot of effort if yeah. you ever go visit him. I mean, there is intention um, there to set an energy for you. You know, you don't want it to be so overpowering, especially to anyone who has sensitivities. Yeah. Um, and then... I will play certain music for, for certain guests. A lot of times, especially during the day when I'm alone, I play more ambient uh, instrumental electronic music, like uh, instrumental chill on Amazon music is yeah. my, my go-to. However, mm -hmm. um, I may play David and Steve Gordon. Yeah. Um, which is... Uh, Carlo, R. Carlos Nakai, but electrified. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 still it's spiritual, but still more chill. Yes. Yeah. Um, however, I get my own 
witchiness on with Florence and the Machine. To me, that's very spiritual. I have a personal that's a good connection. Point. I have a personal connection. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm like, girl, if I'm getting my witch on, <laughs> most often I am going to play Florence and the Machine. There are specific songs by other artists like Eliana and Hecate's Wheel and Wendy Rule. Like there are specific songs I will play to create a specific energy. Yes, um, and that's that's interesting. I will do that if I'm gathering supplies in the house or doing something beforehand and or if I'm getting ready to go to a, a, a spiritual gathering or something where it's going to gather with me. It's very much that energy. For my private ritual stuff, surprisingly enough to many folks, it's the more Nordic Viking music. Yes, I believe it, is. It. it. It puts something through me that yeah. is just connected to, you know, the earth and the sky and all the things. Um, yes, it's strange to some people. It just happened to be that way. I was listening to it one day and this wave of energy flew over me and I was like, oh, I'm feeling different, you know? That, and so it, it's, yeah. That's see Florence exactly. and the Machine for me. Yeah, and people, guys, pay attention to what sends energy through you in that way. You know, it mm-hmm. seems like subtle differences, but we've learned this is all part of our, routine or natural normal you know bridging the worlds and you know living magically is about setting energy setting all of these things it's not always tarot cards guys it's sometimes it's as subtle as sense in the house to evoke an energy or music playing Um, when I need to lighten the energy all the way around in the house I'm playing some sort of either classical or high vibrating you know, binaural stuff, something like that to like, let's just shift this up a notch here, guys. You know, if something's not quite right there. Um, but, you know, for cooking, I listen to Pitbull. So it is what it is. Rock and roll. When I clean, <laughs> I listen to Lizzo. There, oh, oh, there you go. I See, love me some Lizzo. And that gives you an energy too. I'm big on sound therapy. I always have been. And I'll tell you, it comes from the fact that it helped me so much with yeah. my ADHD. It changed my world learning about tones and, you know, music, sounds, all of that completely changed my world and my spiritual practice and allowed me to get to places that I'm not sure I would have gotten there without sound, but that's me. Mm. And it can help many others too. Some people, it doesn't matter too much, but that's kind of why I push it a lot because it made such a difference for me. And it really, if you step back and look, it's been affecting us since we were babies. Well, you know, it's energy. Talking about that too. So TV is a recreation for me. Mm -hmm. And so I, the TV does not get turned on until dinner time. Mm -hmm. Because... I leave myself available to clients or I'm on camera till eight or nine o'clock, five days a week, sometimes six days a week. So even on my days off, the TV stays off until dinner is cooked and I am sat down. So there's this little midsection where I may be done with my adulting for the day. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, say around, I don't know, six, seven o'clock in the evening. And I love to play Jill Scott in the evening. And I like having that in the background while I'm cooking and just yeah. have that wind down. And then I sit down with dinner, I turn the TV on, and then I just unplug. And I watch stupid stuff the rest of the night, yeah. except for episode three of The Last of Us, which I regret watching last night, but it was a really good episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's important to unplug. Um, yes, I'll get absolutely. to points where I'm, so you don't start to build the energy of resentment. You know, if we are humans and we're meant to also have our personal time as mm -hmm. practitioners. Um, we have got to balance that. It's so important. And I will start to feel this itch. And regardless of what, you know, the checkbook says, if I'm feeling that <laughs> itch, I need to take a time out. I need to go and act like I'm 20 again and go play and be human with human experiences and not be an advisor. Um, you, got, you got to do this. You get the itch. I wait too long. Yes, I know. I'm working on that. You but, are working on it. I want to honor that, actually. Well, thank you, sir. Because, guys, um, <laughs> my, my, my lovely and, and beautiful oh, older sister here, oh, my um, for months, whether it be she picked up something in a collective reading or maybe I pulled some cards on her, she kept getting the message to slow down. And I like my she, own on there she too. was getting busy. She's I like, nah, I can't. I'm not doing that. I've got things to do. It's true. It's true. And she didn't listen. I did And not. I mean, they were coming at her at least for three solid months, if not longer. Probably six. And eventually <laughs> she was put into a forced pause. Oh Lord, I got the against COVID her and will. Her respiratory, 30 days of nothing. I couldn't podcast because I cough, cough, cough. Like they put me in serious timeout. They did, but oh. you learned, you learned that. Yeah. Why does it take um, me putting my hand on the stove? I'm so stubborn. I would not I don't advise think, that I don't to think folks, you're going to be maybe... stubborn like that moving forward. Especially no, after this I, last round. I'm a bit gun shy with that now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. got to take a break. Got to take a break. I don't um, want to be out of order for 30 days. No. And I never get sick, guys. You know, I've probably had antibiotics four times in my adult life. Like, I don't get sick. I do a lot of healing work. I listen to my body for the most part, unless it comes to larger tasks and projects I want to um, accomplish. Then I'm a little bit like a stubborn bull with those things because I want, because in the, in the same time, I was receiving consistent, repetitive messages that it was time. The window was now to do certain things, but I didn't quite get the balance right somehow. Right. And they're like, boom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that and happens. it's just like, you know, I've been in forecast or I was in forecast season from December 1st until yesterday. 
Now I do, I'm, I am doing the very last yearly forecast this evening, um, but the last few days have been quiet. Last week, I had a lot of pre-booked and pre-paid sessions. Um, outside of what was already on the books, everything else was still kind of quiet. And yes, that can make you nervous. But then it triggers our trust. We need to trust right. the universe. You know, there's, how can I put this? It is time to start regenerating and bringing the flow back in. But as we were talking about earlier, I was tiptoeing around that burnout and hitting those walls. And so I have just been like, okay, I'm being provided with this moment to rest, to breathe, to relax, to work on projects around the house I haven't been able to work on in the last two months. Because I tell you what, if I wasn't with a client, I was working on a forecast. One of my friends um, a few weeks back, they're like, how's it going? What's going on? I'm like, oh, not bad. I've got this client. And then after I'm done with that, I got to try and work on a forecast for at least two hours, blah, blah. They're like, that's all you're doing is forecasting. I'm like, it's forecast season. It's like tax season for accountants. Yeah. Or you know, he so, does these forecasts, these annual forecasts. Oh my gosh. become quite popular and elaborate over the years. And, you know, it takes him, you know, sometimes hours to do them depending if they ordered you know the the deluxe or not i mean you're, he's using oh no modalities and things and it's it's just you know from what used to be a little paragraph about january february now it's pages worth um in pdf yeah. format incorporating all kinds of things um gods and goddesses and, and just the whole thing but anyways yeah so like the, the live yeah the live reading i have averaged two and a half hours this year and this is something that like three or four years ago was maybe That's an hour live, long session guys. yeah live in per or not in person but the, yeah. the actual live interaction yeah performance of the forecast because you're going through each month has eight forms of divination we'll just leave it at that yeah so there's yeah so. there's that all right. Well, we are getting towards time here. Um, so I, I'd like to leave them with something. Um, maybe, you know, is there, are there any, you know, sort of easy um, practices or rituals that anybody could do at home across the board, whether they're more leaning towards one area or modality or other, just some, what are some, uh, one of your favorite things that's overall a good thing to do? All right. How about this? Oh. Um, so we, we focus a lot on the new moon and the full moon. Yes. But in my own practices, the eve of the new moon, the night before, the day before is dark, dark moon. moon. It's dark moon. And it is a perfect time to create a blank slate energy 
in order to work your manifestations on the new moon. And it's something I've become very passionate about. Um, whether it is leading up to the dark moon or trying to do everything on the dark moon, I, well, honestly, my practice is to get all of the normal, like weekly cleaning done leading up to the dark moon. And then dark moon is reserved for either a special cleaning project or organization. And then okay. a big energy clearing of the home, um, a burning of a clean sweep candle, burning of some dark, yeah, third eye creation candles, um, burning like dark moon uh, incense. Or I, I have also the last few dark moons, I've been working on my uh, Hecate pillar because she is one of the goddesses of the dark moon. Yes. Um, and I become very passionate about that. And there's times where I'll do all of this clearing and resetting for the dark moon. And then I just embrace the clean slate energy at the new moon, opening myself up to whatever is for my highest and greatest goods. A lot of times I do specific work, specific manifestations, but at other times it's just I have created a space for my highest good to return. I love it. And so that is blending a bit of physicality into your magic. Yeah. It is the preparation, the physical cleaning in order to manifest. So there's that. So yeah, guys, this is another example of, of a way to, to have a ritual you know, yeah. for the month. That is a ritual practice. It's not ceremony. He's not calling quarters, but he is actively working with, you know, both mundane and magical in his brain, you know, channeling all of that together um, and cleaning up stuff, which is always a good thing and reorganizing. It, it is a major rule for myself that if I'm going to do any magical workings, the physical home has to be in order. Now, again, dusting that's, is that's the bane of my existence. So yes, there may be some, some things that could still be dusted that I didn't get around to, but like the, the majority of the cleaning is done. Yeah. Everything is in its place. Things are picked up in the corners that don't belong there. And then the other thing I would like to share, um, really, I believe in simplicity. That, that is a major part of my personal magic. With the new moon, no matter what month it is, no matter what new moon it is, um, I take it as a time of assessing and realigning and of course manifesting. And so I will sit down and I first will make these lists. I make a list of things that could improve I make a list okay. of things that could be fixed. And then in, I go over that list and determine what is and is not in my control. That's a good Or practice. in my power. The things that are out of my control, I officially ask for divine assistance and bringing this to fruition. And... Okay. Just in the last year, starting at the beginning of the year, 
there were six or seven things that were out of my control that needed improved. And now there's only two. It takes time, but I put those things on that list every single month and ask for divine assistance. And it came in its divine time. The things that are- Don't lose faith, guys. You know, maybe it's going to take a moon cycle or two for it to happen consistently. Check back in, be clear with it you know, check all the uh, the bases there to make sure it still is something in the highest and best, all the things he's talking about, but give it some faith and some breathing room for the universe to align things to where they need to be to resolve it in the best way. The things that I have listed that are in my control become the physical actions that will support my intentions and manifestations. And so for the things I'm asking for divine assistance with, and then the things that I am manifesting. I am saying, basically, in the, 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 the spirit of equal energy exchange and in gratitude, I will physically work on these aspects that are in my control to support and bring my desires to fruition. There you go. So then once all that's done, I write an official new moon petition with all of those elements incorporated along with my desires. You know, it's, you know, (laughs) being a 44 year old man, some of my manifestations are having the, the monthly bills paid by the third week of the month. Yeah. I mean, it's okay, guys. We can ask for stuff like that too. But what's important, and I want to note that some of you out there, not all, but some might be going, boy, that's a lot of work. Um, But I tell you what, it's an exercise in getting clear, psychologically, energetically. um, And sometimes what you first, especially when you're starting this, what you first put down isn't quite right. You got to get a little deeper. Mm And by writing it all out, it helps. This is it. There's, there's the a realignment. reason that this we're, we do it this way. And yeah. we do take a little longer because it, there is a coming together of mind and spirit there in the Absolutely. clarity. It must be clear um, or else it's going to take a while for something to manifest because it's too, too murky. It's, it's not clear what action you want them to take, you to take, you know, so it's, it's not, it doesn't take as long as it sounds. Do it. Just trust us. <laughs> Do I it. then will decide on a, a statement that inspires me. Like um, I call my highest and greatest good forward. Okay. And I will turn that statement into a sigil. And that's a whole nother podcast. Um, but I then take that sigil and I will draw that sigil on my petition. Yes. And then nine times out of 10, I put the petition on my gridding table and I build a grid on top of it. And I will run that grid until the dark moon. I break the grid down. I take that intention and I burn it and release but I never reread it. 
Oh, okay. I never reread it. I do my best not to focus on what I have written. Once it's been written and put into action, I just put trust forward. I I know generally what's what's in the petition. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to the specifics, I just I don't focus on it. And I don't yeah. talk about it unless something comes to fruition. And then I'll talk about it. First See, that's a place I can club, improve. I end up discussing it with it. the people close nope. to me. No. Nope. And um uh, because nope. I, I just get excited and, and you yeah, do, so. but then but then you you take away the magic. The first rule of witch club is you don't talk about witch club. <laughs> oh, all right. The second rule here. of witch club is you don't talk about witch club. <laughs> and third rule of witch club is don't be a douchebag. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, twin, this has been awesome. Yes, it is. And some of the things we've talked about, I would love if you're interested to have specific podcasts. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Like it's, what's ringing in my head right now is about magical symbols and how we use them personally. Yeah. Like it. Don't anybody steal out there. No, we're not living in lack. Everyone can talk about it. Um, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. All right. Yes, it's been great. And where can they find you on the interwebs? So, um, as been mentioned, I am the wondering fool that is the social media branding. And so you can find me on Facebook at the wondering fool spiritual advisor on TikTok, It is just the wondering fool. And that's with an O wondering, not wandering, wondering. Yes. That may or may not have been a mistake many, many years ago, but it fits, it fits. better than the other. Um, and then on Instagram, it's the wondering full 333. I am available for private readings, both virtually and by phone, um, Sunday through Friday. Some days I'm available until 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Other days I'm available till 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, Mondays I go live on TikTok at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for uh, Mystical Mondays where we... Uh, talk about magic and we do divination and then of course Thursdays we have the twin Libra chat on TikTok at 7 p.m eastern standard time uh where we often will squirrel we squirrel and divine we divine we we squirrel um (laughs) Tuesdays and Wednesdays I go live on Facebook uh at 2 p.m eastern standard time on Tuesdays we do the weekly energy reading with the wild unknown sphere animal oracle and then on wednesdays uh we do the weekly tarot forecast now actually once we're done i'm going to be going live on facebook to do the monthly um tarot forecast which i'll be doing on my main page uh this week colby parish that's with two r's and every all the lives i do on facebook are are there you can yeah, always go back there. and take a look at them. Yeah. And if that seemed like a lot to you guys, A, it is. we're working on, I'm going to build them a website now. So we're going to have this all in one spot. You can just say, find me at this.com. Um, find me at but this. in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, um, if you follow him on Facebook, he does post about when he's going to do all these things. 
So yes. you'll get notifications if you hit the little follow on there um, about all the different other areas that he's going to be um, at because he is a yeah. mover and a shaker, always doing and something. If you are local, about once a month, I am at the Healing Hedge Witch in Tarpon Springs, Florida, doing in-person readings. My next uh, event there is going to be on Friday, February 10th for a bit of like pre-Valentine's Day action. Uh, Jamie and I are going to be at the grand reopening of Third Eye Creations at the Marketplace of yes. Tarpon Springs. Uh, 1943 Pinellas Avenue in Tarpon Springs, Florida, uh, on Saturday, March 4th. I believe, yep. And um, we're going to be kind of doing our twin Libra thing that day. Um, come meet us, say hi. Doing a, doing a meet and greet. And we'll both hello. be posting on our Facebook, of, yes. you know, in more detail on this. So basically follow our Facebook pages so you can keep up to date with everything. Because we got yeah. a lot you know, a lot of fun stuff happening. Would you guys be interested in a twin Libra chat podcast, like a once a month podcast? Let us Leave. know. Let Jamie know. Yeah, yeah for sure. Sure. Cause, Cause uh, we can do that. And you I know, like twin it. Libra is something that we created a, more than a decade ago. 2011. And it only took us 11 years to actually start doing something with it. You know, we didn't know it, it was going to be online, but no, we did not know that. But that's just how this stuff works, right? You have yeah. an idea and you just leave it in, you know, you leave it there. You don't get rid of it. And then in divine timing, they show you a way that, hey, this mm -hmm. is the best fit for that. And then you go with it. So yeah, absolutely. All Plus right, we guys. actually have stuff to talk about now. I don't think yeah. we would have as we little no. witch babes. We just would have complained a lot, probably. I'm thinking. Probably, probably. Yeah. And now now shopping. now we can explain while we're why we are complaining <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah there you way. go all right guys thank you so much and colby thank you for joining us today no and jamie thank you for inviting me oh you're welcome oh, ha, ha, all right ha, ha. <laughs> all right everybody have a great day peace Thank you everyone for joining us on the podcast today. You can find more information in the show notes. And as always, you can find me at angelstalk.com or lightworkerpath.com. And also take a minute and check out our spiritual social network, the Mystic Mind Community. We have conversations, multi-day challenges, courses, and a lot of fun. See you next time.